Yo, y'all know what time it is. NCOPD Live, Wednesday night, prime time. We in the building. TPSGL is ready to go. I want all the smoke. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of NTOPD Live, hosted by yours truly, Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the professional SGL, coming at you live from Camp Shelby, Mississippi. We are not in Beaumont this week. We're up here in Camp Shelby, Mississippi at the CIED course. Uh, I'm just going to tell y'all, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I am learning a lot. But nevertheless, listen, um, uh, we've talked about this. The much-awaited time has come. This is going to be a great discussion tonight. Now, I need to add, I need to make sure everybody know. Let me go ahead and put this disclaimer out there. This is open, candid dialogue. Okay, uh, my special guests are not the end-all, be-all to write and change policy. Uh, they'll be giving their perspective from their foxhole and some of the things that they may have seen since they've been in the army. Now, a uh, couple of our guests uh, are, are running a tad bit late, but whenever they jump in, if they do jump in, we will we will uh, bring them in the show. Uh, first on more is over in Germany. Uh, I did speak with her a couple hours ago, so I definitely understand the time difference. And uh, another great NCO uh, from Fort Bragg as well. We're trying to locate her, get a bolo out on her right now. But listen, hey, so a couple of things I want to talk real quick before I bring Chief out. Listen, if you were in the Fort Bragg area today, you had an opportunity to do a meet and greet with the one and only Oz, who is up under the NCO PD Live brand with the show. Let's talk about it. And the one and only Command Sergeant Major Herman, a.k.a. Mega Hua Estrada, was in the building at Fort Bragg. So if you didn't get a chance to see them, hey, you need to because I saw somebody post that they need to set your notifications that whenever ncopd live goes live that you get that notification because you never know where somebody from ncopd live is going to be so we do what we like to do meet and greets and sit down and talk to the followers and talk to the fans take pictures as we did such today and post it on the page as well so enough of that so tonight y'all know what we talking about hey we talking about the importance of military writing army writing we're going to be discussing, you know, counselings. We're going to be discussing um, uh, NCOER, support forms. Uh, we're going to be talking about memorandums. And we're going to also be talking about proper military etiquette when you are writing 
correspondence and even when you're writing emails. So the one guest we got going on tonight. So I, I do know her when I watched her when she was a drill sergeant. You know, so uh been following her. She probably didn't know I was watching, but guess what? We got her on the show. She's the one and only Chief Johnson. Man, what's going on, ma'am? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So listen, time out. Before we even get started, I was chatting with you in the background. I said, hey, here at NCOPD Live, we like to have some icebreakers. What we do is kind of like to um, set the lighten the load up, you know, get the get get the guests, you know, you know, let you loosen up a little bit. So okay. we're going to play a game called uh, five second rule. Now, before I explain these rules to you, you have an option. Now, I will tell you, uh, you have the option to decline not to play the five second rule. Now, with that being said, out of the entire history of NCOPD Live, and since we've been playing icebreakers, no guest has ever declined to play the five second rule. So you could be you could be the first guest to make history and decline it, or you do you wish to play? Which one you rather do? Let's go. Let's play. Okay, good. So I'm going to explain the rules to you. So okay. I'm going to ask you to name three of something. And you have five seconds to name those items. And the clock will start after I ask the question. Do you have any questions? Okay. No. Okay. So as you can see, the clock is on zero. Okay. And the clock is going to start after I name the first question. Are you okay. ready? Can I phone a friend? No. Okay, let's go. Chief, you got this. I, 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 <laughs> I would hope you could get this. Okay. Okay. The question is, name three different types of badges that you would see on a soldier's uniform. Go. True sergeant badge, recruiter badge. Um, uh, da, 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 instructor badge. You cheated me. Hey. <laughs> you cheated me. Come Give on, my the drill sergeant badge, the instructor badge, the recruiter badge. Come on. Yeah, you could even say a senior instructor, basic instructor. This know, instructor. And, you know, hey, but you know what? Hey, nevertheless. <laughs> you were able to play the game. I was I was reluctant. I thought you were going to say you didn't want to play it. But oh, no. nevertheless, so Chief, before we get into tonight's topics, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, your hobbies, current duty location, and uh, duty title. The mic is yours, ma'am. Okay. I am Chief Johnson. Um, currently, I am in the 82nd Devardi Tech um, down here in Fort Bragg. Um, originally from Florida, small town in Jacksonville, McClinic, Florida. Most don't know it unless you're from the area. Hobbies, anything dealing with my kids. Um, running, not army running though, just running my own, my own pace and distance. Mm -hmm. um, I just enjoy spending time with family, friends. Um, that's about it. Okay. So, so I, I noticed something, uh, a post that you posted recently where you um 
had wow one of my advisors are calling me right now that's odd uh it lets me know that he's not watching the show <laughs> um but um so i just noticed that you you had something significant happen where your children so so what happened tell us tell us what this picture was about um the picture that you're speaking of had to be my um promotion my promotion to cw2 29 april also my son's 10th birthday okay so wow so you were promoted to CW2 on your son's 10th birthday. That's very significant. So how did that make you feel? And how was, how did your son feel as well to be at your promotion on his birthday? For him, I don't think he's connected the dots yet, but I know one day he will. Um, and mm -hmm. that's why I chose that day. I was actually a day early. Um, but for me, you know, it just confirmed that I'm doing everything that I need to do as a mom. Um, like I said, I don't, he, he don't, he may not, fully understand right now. Um, but later on in life, when we look back at the pictures, I, he'll, he'll understand fully. Okay. Okay. So for background purposes, let's get this straight. So you are a 42. I am okay. a 420 alpha. Yes. Okay. 420 alpha. Okay. I stand mm -hmm. corrected. Got to get the terminology down. Make sure we get the protocol out the way. Roger, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Tracking. So you are 40, you're 420 alpha. Uh, so uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight uh, definitely deals within that regulatory guidance of especially a 42 alpha, in, in my opinion, as well. Uh, so one of the one of the most talked about things in the military that we tend to turn a blind eye to is army writing. And I'm sure when you were a, a young NCO uh, before you crossed over, uh, we all heard about counseling. We all heard about uh, NCOER counselors, and we're going to jump into that. And, and I want the I want the followers to know that your comments and questions are very well welcome as well. Um, but it seemed like somewhere down the line, we've I don't want to say we've lost the craft, but for some reason, uh, in my opinion, my professional opinion, I feel that we've dropped the ball. So my first question I want to ask is in relates to uh, counseling for our our junior soldiers. Now, ma'am, we make time for everything else yes, in do. the book as non-commissioned officers. We make we make time for everything else. But one of the growing consensus around the military is that soldiers are not being counseled properly and nor are they being counseled on time. So my question to you is, is as a young NCO before you changed over, uh, how important was it? Well, no, you know what? Take me to when you were a PSC specialist. How important was it to you to ensure that you got your counseling on time, whether it was or it wasn't, and your mind shifted when you became an NCO or what? Mike is yours. To be completely honest with you, um, it's exactly what you said. Um, as a PFC, I, I can't say if it was so important to me then um i honestly cannot remember but if i had to guess i'm gonna say it probably wasn't just because as a pfc i didn't understand the significance of it or the importance of it it probably shifted for me you know that specialist promotable that young nco that junior nco um that's when it became important to me personally mm -hmm. okay so uh a reason i asked that question in that light so when i was a young pfc young specialist uh i'll be honest with y'all like i didn't care 
So when I, you know, got to, you know, being asbestos promotable and individuals was telling me about, you know, this is what it takes to be an NCO. And, and, and uh, I got that first great NCO that I had, who's now a chief, but it was Sergeant Perez. And this guy took me under his wings. When I tell you that this is a huge stepping stone of what you see in front of you right now, it's to that, it's to that leader right there. Sergeant Robert Perez, which now I believe he's CW two or three, uh, Roberto Perez. And this guy took me right when I was that specialist, not caring about telling me what's going to be expected of me as a non-commissioned officer. And, uh, when it comes to non-commissioned officers receiving their report card, they want they want that stuff done on time. So he told me, mm -hmm. if we want our stuff on time, why shouldn't we make sure our soldiers get their stuff on time? And so right. um, it always it, it always reminded me, and it kept me grounded that, especially when I became a non-commissioned officer, hey. I owe I owe this to that junior leader, or I owe this to that subordinate, that other non-commissioned officer that I have up under my charge. So my next question right. to you is: Is how do you when 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 you see something wrong and you fail to do something about it? I say you've just created a standard. So as a junior leader, as a or as a uh, a junior non-commissioned officer, or even as even as a uh, a warrant officer. When that senior isn't properly counseling you, how do you think that conversation should go when you go to your superior? I think that junior NCO, that junior soldier, that junior leader, they should be um, able to, to approach their their senior and say, hey, um, counseling isn't going the way I feel like it should or the way it should be. And leaders have to be receptive to that as well. Um, that's just what it is. Now, are most leaders receptive to it? In my opinion, from the things that I have, you know, come across in the military, not always. We're not always, we get uncomfortable, you know, because now you're questioning me. But yes, absolutely. As a junior um, NCO soldier, they should absolutely have the right to say, hey, you, we missed the counseling or two, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so I, I will say this to you. Um, when I was at the academy, uh, my previous uh, branch chief, uh, well, she was a senior in, she was the senior SGL for ALC eighty eight mics and eighty eight Novembers. And I'm just gonna give her a quick plug, quick shout out. Uh, it was Sar First Class Ermitra Smart. Okay, at the time she was Jones, and uh, and and then also the young lady that was going to be on here tonight, the first sergeant was my senior SGL at one time. And when I tell you they made sure I got counseled on time, it was an email that was sent out and we're going to get in the emails later, but there was an email sent out. Hey, I have this date, this date, this date is open for your counseling. What best fits your schedule? Hmm. And that, that made me feel like the leader was looking out for the soldier, made sure I didn't have any appointments. I didn't have anything going on. I was able to adjust the schedule around my class to make sure yeah. if I needed to release them early or, you know, stay late. That leader always made me feel like I was going to be a part of that council session. Now, I'm going to say this. Here's where it's fixing to get juicy. 
a lot of leaders nowadays send you a counseling, email it, and say, "Hey, read this, and I need you to sign it." Mm -hmm. it I mean, so let's let's just address the elephant in the room. And once again, we are not speaking for the army as the end all be all, but let's just say we know it happens because I've had it. I've had it happen to me where mm -hmm. somebody send me something through an email and be like, "Hey, this is your initial counseling." You know, read this and sign it. And if you have any questions, then you know, come see me and let me know what your counsel. Let me know what your what your concerns are. How do we address that in your own yeah. words? We have to make time, like you said. We make time for everything else. We have to make time for these soldiers, um, these junior NCOs. And it's not, you know, I love the fact that you said, you know, they'd send you. Hey, are are you available? Because most times, you know, we see it too often. It's just a one way street. Hey, this date, this time, be in my office. We will go over this counseling real quick. We go sign it, and that's it. I'll see you again next month. No, that's not how it should be. Um, that leader and that subordinate should be able to have open dialogue during that during that counseling statement. That's what it's for. It's not just a, hey, this is what I expect of you. That's your time to get to know your soldiers. That's your time to get to know your junior NCOs. And I think that's what we've, what we've lost. It's, it's become a check the block. Um, it's become a, a, just a negative thing. Most times mm -hmm. uh, when you hear of counseling, it's someone's done something negative. And that's, mm -hmm. not, that's not what it should be. So you brought up two points I want to highlight before we even move into everything else. So first point is, is that it has become a check the block. Uh, which leads me into, uh, like you said, the the dialogue. It, there should be a two way, two -way conversation. Yeah, conversation. Yeah, it should be a, it should be a two way conversation, and uh, it allows you to get an understanding. First of all, to know who your soldier is. Who who? What are you? You know. And I remember when I was a young detachment sergeant in um, in Fort Stewart, a new NCO came to the unit. And uh, when they called me, I think I was on my way back from, I don't know, I want to say I was on my way back from division. I forget why I was up there, but I was on my way back from division. So they called me and said, hey, Top, we got a new NCO, uh, NCO sitting here waiting at your office. I said, okay, hey, give me about, tell me about five minutes. I'm down the road. I'll be there, right? For y'all for y'all that might come at me, I had the Bluetooth on in my phone. Top wasn't on the phone talking while I was driving. So I get to the office. So I see this NCO, shake his hand, tell him to come on in the office. NCO comes in the office. I say, hey, man, so, you know, you know, how you doing? He's like, All right. Hey, how's your family? Mm -hmm. Everybody PCS. OK, how was PCS? And he's like, oh, you know, yeah, PCS was good, blah, blah, blah. OK, hey, so is the family situated. Do you need anything from the unit? You know, no, 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 top. I'm good. You know, blah, 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 blah. OK, hey, we, did you, are you going to take your permission to TDY? Did you already take it and route or what? He's like, well, no, I haven't took that yet. So. After we sat in for about 45 minutes to an hour, when I asked the soldier at the end, I said, hey, is there anything that you have to, anything question you have to say to me? This soldier, this NCO told me, said, Top, I'm blown away. And I was like, okay, why? He said, because your first question that you asked me about was about me and my family. Mm -hmm. Normally, when you go to new units, the first thing they ask you about, what's your PT score? Hmm. How you do, how, can you run or anything like this? So, but I wanted this dialogue to have with this guy because I wanted to get to know who was going to be in the unit. And I wanted to know about this individual genuinely. 
And like you said, it's a lost art that NCOs, we failed to sit down and have that two-way dialogue with those soldiers and those leaders because mm -hmm. we're worried about everything else. Second thing you said is, is when a soldier is in trouble, we make sure we make time mm -hmm. to counsel them. Mm -hmm. So why is it not the same way? Question. Soldier is um, in the counseling session, looks at their counseling, and the counseling is incorrect. Okay, so I'll give you a scenario. Soldier comes to a unit. Uh, leader, leader sends them a memorandum. This is an NCO and a senior non-commissioned officer. So senior sends them a memorandum for record. Mm -hmm. Says, hey, read this. Come talk to me if you got any, 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 any concerns or any questions. Now the soldier knows, hey, I, I, I as the rated NCO, should be doing what? Initiating my support form. Mm -hmm. And the soldier feels that they can't go and say anything because, mm -hmm. as you already know, when you get to that new unit, and you try to say something right, they're going to feel like, oh, you know, this person's getting two shoes or they're rocking the boat. So you have a lot of leaders that are afraid to go and say something to those leaders. And so what do they do? They hone it in. They don't say anything. What would be your advice to a leader that may be experiencing that at this moment? To say something tactfully. And I say that only because honestly, sometimes leaders don't know. Sometimes it's not always a, well, I'm not counseling you because I don't have time or I'm doing this because I don't have time or sometimes they don't know. Um, and if I'm, I'm one of those leaders to where I don't care if you're PFC, Sergeant, Staff Sergeant, come tell me. Cause if I know it's a learning opportunity for me, regardless of my rank, um, but it could be an instance instance where they, they don't know. And if, hey, you know, you mind if I have a conversation about this? This is how I feel about it. You know, this is how I feel the correct way um, to correct the issue is. Now, if, if, they're, if they're not receptive to it, then that's just what it is. But mm -hmm. I, I'm, I believe wholeheartedly that, you know, anyone should be allowed to speak on something respectfully. It, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a two-way conversation. It should never be a, hey, this is what I say and this is how it's going to go. Not when it comes to something like, um, you know, counseling, evaluation. That, that's, mm -mm. So, uh, 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 Mr. Degree says, uh, nowadays it seems like counselors are just email and there is no face-to-face -face with soldiers. It also seems like soldiers only receive negative counselings or no counselors at all. Would you like to elaborate? Okay, I, and you went in and out a little bit. Um, I, I feel like I heard what you said, though. Um, can you hear me? So, yes, I can hear you. So, uh, Mr. Gree says, nowadays, it seems like counselors are just email and there's no face-to-face -face with the soldiers. It also seems like soldiers are only receiving negative counselings or no counselors at all. I was just asking your thought. I agree. I, I agree. Um, 
but I can tell you that it, it's ask for your counselor. Hey, Raider, senior Raider, NCO officer, do you mind counseling me this month? You know, to let me know how you feel about my performance or, you know, I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk about the weather with my Raider. Ask for your counseling. Absolutely. Why not? This right here brings me to my next my next uh, topic that I want to talk to you about. So uh, when the leader doesn't know how to write, we've all seen it or it's happened to us before and we've had to do it. We've had to either write our NCOER or we know somebody that had to write their own NCOER. Now, I, I know what regulatory guidance says, and anybody can come on here and say, well, Sergeant Hicks, you know, you're not supposed to write your, I got it, sir. Oh, I got it, Sergeant Major. I, I got it first, Sergeant. But when my Raider doesn't know how to write, if I, if, if, I don't want to say if I allow, but if this individual writes my NCOER and they don't know how to write, who's hurting the most? The soldier or the senior. So my my question is, is what are some things that you think uh, are some things that may have helped you when you uh, were a young NCO or even now that's helped you in your career to help your writing skills uh, to be more proficient when you're sitting down, getting ready to write that that OER or that NCOER. Uh, for somebody that you rate? What are some things that you have done that may help others out? Get in the regulation or ask for assistance, ask for help. Hey, I need help. I'm not good at this. Can you help me? It has to happen. It has to happen because if not, who suffers? Not the person writing, the person that they're writing on or about. So key, key thing. This soldier, and I'm going to tie this in with awards, because we're we, we talking about uh, actually being able to know how to write. And there's classes out there. Army, I uh, want to say one that I took at Fort Stewart was uh, effective army writing or army effective writing or whatever it is. But there's classes out there that you can go over to the education center at your at your. Uh, at your uh i like these comments coming in ask for help yeah definitely and uh help assistance most definitely um but there's classes out there if you go to your local installations uh i believe chief will come back i knew it wasn't i knew it wasn't my i knew it wasn't my internet but there's classes out there that you can go to that can teach you how to properly write NCOERs and awards and correspondence so uh, as such. But most time what happens is, is people don't want to go and get the training or get the class that they need. Question. They're books too. Soldiers are, oh, you're right. Soldiers are stellar soldier. I mean, come to work on time, do what they're supposed to do. Not only do what they're supposed to do in their MOS and their job, but they go above and beyond what they are asked to do. Um, I don't know. Heck, let's throw in there even outstanding in PT. You know, don't 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 uh, you know don't slack off at PT. I'm talking about the 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 actual 
right at whole soldier concept total soldier concept bless you I see thank that you anyway. <laughs> total soldier concept right soldier deserves an outstanding ncoer our soldier deserves said uh uh award but because that leader doesn't know how to write that leader is for lack of words shortchanged unless they write it themselves because I'm going to be honest with you, ma'am, and I'm going to be honest with everybody's watching. There's been some times that Staff Sergeant Hicks had to write his own NCOER. Mm -hmm. There's been some times that Staff Sergeant Hicks had to write his own award. Because if I didn't do it, it didn't get done. And this is one of the messages that I want to push is, ma'am, it's hard when a non-commissioned officer is put in a position to where they either have to say something and be looked at as the bad guy. And I know a lot of people come, may come on or may come on or text me afterwards like, hey, sometimes you just got to be the bad guy. Okay, look, we we got it. But it's still, but it's still the point of even having to be put in that position because that leader doesn't know how to write. But that soldier is deserving of that award. Now, mm -hmm. I don't want to ask you, would you write your own award or would you write your own OER or even when you was the NCOER or when you were NCO, would you uh, would you do it yourself? Because we know it's not right. However, it happens. Yeah. Um, my, my question to you is, is for leaders out there, and I know you kind of touched on it earlier, you said ask for help. For leaders out there that may not know Talk to them about how it affects that that soldiers, not only uh, their work performance, but mentally or, you know, emotionally that they're coming to work. It's that grade A soldier that you always go to and get it done. But now you failed that individual. Talk to those leaders about how it may affect those those junior leaders or those soldiers. So I'll start by saying um, in the military, most times um, our our writing enters rooms before we do. And I say that because, you know, when we're up for a job, when we're, when we're competing for something, what's the first thing they ask for? Your last three to five evaluations. Mm -hmm. so if I'm a stellar soldier, but because I had a leader who could not convey that within their military writing, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm going to say I, I've wasted a lot of effort and a lot of time. Um, mm -hmm. Leaders, we can we can really hurt um, our subordinates, um, our juniors, our peers, um, if we don't know how to properly um, write. Mentally, I know I personally wouldn't want to come to work and give 110 percent if I knew that in a year, year and a half. It was gonna go. I don't want to say unnoticed because it's not that they don't notice it; they just don't know how to ensure that it's written properly. Um, mm -hmm. What soldier wants to wants wants to deal with that? Um, mm -hmm. It's important. It, I, you, you just can't stress it enough. It's very important that as leaders, we know how to um, effectively write. It's it's very very important. Mm -hmm. Myself. Um, I just I'm about to hit 12 years in the military. 
I'm a CW2. When I receive um, an evaluation and award, when I write an evaluation and award, I pass it off first. Hey, can you review this for me? Can you make sure that what I'm trying to convey is actually being, can, can you double check this for me? Mm -hmm. We just have to get into the habit of that. And so, a lot of times our pride get in the way of that. So you just, you said something else that it just kind of seems like things are flowing. But before I get to this next topic, uh, um, I think, I think we as leaders, we have to understand that some of us, we're great in some areas mm -hmm. yeah. and we lack in other areas. And I like, uh, I, I, I he just looks like a senior non-commissioned officer, but I don't I don't know his rank. But Mr. Tony here said I've written my NCOER with the assistance of my Raider and my senior Raider uh, within my uh, CMF. Uh, I even think that that is that is even even OK, because okay the, the Raider and senior Raider are there. And as as non-commissioned officers, hey, guess what our job is to do before we be able to even mentor. The first thing we supposed to do is what? Teach and coach. Mm -hmm. It didn't say just teach and coach those individuals below us. Sometimes as non-commissioned officers and as senior leaders, we got to teach and coach those individuals that are above us. Yeah. Well, and, and go ahead. We're all human too. We're all human. So sometimes that raider, they probably just they may not remember. So hey, sir, you know I did this too, or hey, sir, remember you know, or hey, ma'am. They need a nudge every now and then, too. It's not always just about, you know, what where they lack at or them not knowing how to write. They're human as well. And, and we see it as, oh, they're writing our OER, our NCOER, our award. It's five other people who they're they're trying to take care of. So, like I say, that's important to remember as well. They're human. They, they might just need a little nudge here and there. It's not always it's not always being done. Um, because they don't know how to, it, it, they're human. I, I would say this, if in the unit I'm in right now, uh, as, as an OCT or as a senior OCT uh, for the battalion, if there was a soldier that or a junior leader that came in under me that was EOD, I wouldn't know what they do. But watch this, because of the class that I'm in right now, I'm starting to get a well-rounded picture of what, EOD guys deal with and how they deal with on a daily basis and just their their just a little bit of their scope in general because I'm going to a class to better myself. So if I got a junior a junior leader or a junior non-commissioned officer or somebody up under me that was EOD, I have an idea of what it is that they do. Sometimes like we said earlier, it just takes the opportunity to say, "Hey, teach me what it is that you do." Yeah. Hey, what 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 is it that you do as a, a forty two alpha, or what is it that you do as a, a twelve tango, or third? I don't know if it's a thirteen tango or whatever it is. What is it that you do? Yeah. And I feel that most soldiers will respect their leader more if we come and we say this as cliche sometime in the army. If we come down on their level to understand what it is that they do. So I'll be honest with you. Um, these next three years, I'm pretty much going to be out of the 88 November world. Now, I still stay in contact with my battle buddies to try to stay relevant. But if I was to go back to another unit, I'm retiring after this, but whatever. 
let's just say for some reason that I decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to stay in. When I get back into the 88 world, the 88 field, there's going to be a whole lot of things that have changed from the time when I was at the academy or when I was the detachment sergeant for MCT at Fort Stewart. So you know what most leaders should do? Is that we go to those soldiers, the subject matter expert that's coming in with all of the new toys, all of the new equipment, and they know how to operate it and ask them, say, hey, show me how to uh, show me how to operate this. I'll say this and then we'll move on to the next the next topic of discussion. I had a first sergeant, a first sergeant. Not going to discuss her name, came to me and was like battle. I'm in charge of such, such, such company. I've never had this piece of equipment. Was 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 the 88 November? I've never had this. I've never had this piece of equipment. Battle. I don't know what to do. I said, hey. So I said, I told. I said, hey, battle. So what you do is, I said, hey, when you go down into the motor pool, hey, hey, high speed. Oh, hey, sorry. Show me how to operate this. Show me how to operate this piece of equipment. Show me what you know about this. And I told him, I said, hey, remember, if the first thing they do is go to the vehicle and don't grab a dash 10, they already wrong. That ain't somebody you want to listen to. <laughs> Make sure they grab that dash 10 and, and then properly walk you through. I say that way it makes you look like, hey, I, at least I know one thing about it is you're supposed to have a dash 10. And then have them walk you through the steps or what it is about that piece of equipment that you want to know. Because guess what? When you when you get up and rank yeah yeah you don't do it on purpose but your plate is so much filled with other stuff things that you don't have time really to be proficient in your craft as far as your actual mos command mm -hmm. sergeants majors and and colonels and full birds and all of that they don't have time to remember all of that they have to worry about resourcing the mission executing the mission briefing their higher higher command and it goes without saying that you need to uh, be able to get your pride out the way and come down on those individuals' level. I want to talk to you about um, uh, proper military etiquette. Now, when it comes to emails, sometimes I believe, and I've always heard somebody say this, sometimes you need to uh, send your email to somebody else before you send it. To individuals and then somebody may say well why don't you read it to yourself because guess what all you're doing is reading what you sound like and in your opinion it sounds like the best thing since sliced bread so talk to me about proper military etiquette in your own words what is proper military etiquette we email how we speak most times or how we text um mm -hmm. and i agree with you if it's something that i i deem as hey this is like super Super important. Let me get us another another set of eyes on this before I hit send. I'll do that. You know, I'll call mm -hmm. over. To say, hey, my sorry. You know, hey, come somebody come read this. But um, acknowledging who you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. Please don't just. I need this. Acknowledge who you're who you're speaking to. Address them. You know, by what they should be addressed as. Um, I like to ask them. You know, um, but you email etiquette. Um, that's that's a lost lost one as well. 
Um, and like I said, I think it's just primarily because, you know, we're texting and we're use, using, the, you know, the, the slang and the, the BRBs. Um, so naturally, because that's what we practice, um, that's, that's how we're going to email as well. Um, that's another thing. Books. Um, having someone come and look over your shoulder to make sure that, you know, the message that you're trying to convey is, is what's being conveyed. Um, that's a big one, especially in my in my world, especially in the S1 world. Yes. Um, I, I remember back at the academy, uh, a lot of people that, that watch the show have seen this or they've heard this story before. Uh, when I told them at that time, uh, he was SEAC, uh, John Wayne Troxel. This gentleman was the senior enlisted person in the entire Department of Defense, not just the Army the entire Department of Defense. His boss was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and the Secretary of Defense. So I wanted to invite this guy onto the show. And to this day, me and Seattle retired John Wayne Troxell are like best friends. Like I look at them, I look at him and, and Sandra as aunt and uncle, like literally. So I was like, man, I, I wanna, I wanna invite this guy on the show. But I didn't want to go through having to send it through my SAR major. SAR major had to send it to CASCOM. CASCOM had to send it to TRADOC. TRADOC had to send it to the Pentagon. Pentagon had to get it to, I was like, uh-uh. I, I didn't want to do all of that. So I was like, best way I could do it is email. And what's the worst he could say? It's just no, right? So I typed up this email. And if you, if I tell y'all the number of eyes I had to look at that email, before I sent it, another tool I want to talk about is Grammarly. Grammarly is one of the best things out there that can help NCOs and leaders when they're proofing something uh, that they're trying to send a superior or anything or uh, how to proof a document. And if you don't know how to proof a document, email us or inbox the box and I'll get you all the, the uh, instructions on how when you had a word document on how to proof it. So I had all of these eyes look at this email before I sent this email to him. So, and I had some senior leaders look at this email. I sent the email to him, boom, I got a reply. And uh, one of the most things uh, that, uh, one of the most thing that goes uncommon in the email, but it should be common, is the proper greeting of the day. Good morning, sir, ma'am. how are you? good afternoon you know good evening ma'am sir how are you doing could you please see attached da, 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 da. uh if if i was the email now i ain't gonna lie it depends on who i'm texting if i was the email like i'm texting and i'm from i'm from down south y'all i'm from i'm from a good old h town like you know i had a guy in my class that he's like hey he's like sorry where you from i said text he's like yep i could tell <laughs> it's because i was oblivious to it but he knew that I was from somewhere else, you know, and, and because of our accent and how we speak and our dialect or whatever, if we was the email, like how we text or how we talk, you know, and when that Colonel or that Sergeant Major, you know, sees that email, then as the recipient of that email, just to say the response is probably not going to be the one you that you want to get now as a as a junior leader 
I will tell you this because this happened to me. Uh, as a junior leader, uh, you don't want to email a sergeant major and just put CSM, comma, and then start babbling on what you want to babble on. Let's just say I got a reply back. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good reply. So uh, how important is uh, proper etiquette uh, when you're writing your subordinate? And just give an illustration or an example of if you had to email, let's say, the brigade commander mm -hmm. on a status of, I don't know, a USR report. What would it sound like? Um, like I say, I'm when I email, regardless of who I'm speaking to, greeting of the day, and I'm going to ask them how they are. But that's also how I speak to people. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you today? Hope all is well. Hope this email found you in good spirits. But that's that's naturally that's just who I am, you know, regardless of who I'm speaking to. Um, and I can guarantee you, if you start that email off that way, the reply will be the same because people want to know that, you know, you respect them in writing the way you respect them if they're in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, so again, just, just what you say, provide that greeting of the day um, and speak to people, speak to people correctly, properly. Mm -hmm. um, but again, <laughs> I, 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 I try to practice that in my everyday, you know, when I'm interacting with people. So naturally it kind of just overflows into when I'm emailing them. Mm -hmm. Now I, I will say this. Uh, I've, when you are fired up, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I saw that. That's that's definitely uh, a don't, a do not, do not email a person when you're fired up. You know, so there's some people. Uh, before I give this illustration, some people don't even know that when you send an email in all caps, what is that? What does that indicate? You yelling at me? It indicates that you're yelling. Yeah, you're yelling but, at me. But some people are really, man. Some people are oblivious mm -hmm. to that. That's well, just... I've even had someone tell me, um, I'm, I'm a, you know, pretty chipper person, so I use exclamation marks a lot. I've even had someone call me and be like, "Hey, chief, you know, you good?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, well, you put an exclamation mark at the end of this period, at the end of this sentence, and I just thought you were yelling. Sorry, I was just excited. I've even been guilty before too that I, I use the ellipses, you know, <laughs> but. It, but when you really think about it, that's not proper yeah. military etiquette. Yeah. Or some people don't know when to use a comma or a semicolon. Semicolon, a comma is when you're pausing before you make another that's statement. Or mm -hmm. semicolon is when you're getting ready to transition to an entire yes. different statement. You know, but this is, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, how I educated myself, I went to AR 25-50. I looked at how to properly write uh, memorandums. We're going to talk about that sh shortly because uh, I want you to address, uh, I call it rumor mail, but I went and then I Googled when to use a semicolon, mm -hmm. when to use a colon, Google. when to use X, Y, and Z. Like I just, I just Googled it. Even if I didn't find it somewhere in the rig, I just Googled it. And it actually tells you how to write or when to use these uh, when you're using these uh, uh, these these dictations when you're making when you're writing a, a paragraph or whatever. Also, I'll tell you a good thing. Um, 
uh, that that leaders uh, could use is um, what is that? It's, it's called Axe Top. There's he's coming on the show. Actually, when you go into the shop at and all of these things, you see this military mentor, these books out there. Well, the guy that wrote those books is getting ready to come on the show uh, mm -hmm. here in a couple of weeks. I think it's next week. Mm -hmm. actually. And I read some of those books of, you know, how to properly, properly write. And then another thing I did is I looked up active writing. How do what is active writing versus passive writing? And all of this stuff comes up in Google and it gives you examples of active and passive voice when you're writing so a lot of the stuff is out there for leaders to uh to go and search we just have to be willing to search go it. and search it next question to you so is it true that only s1 is supposed to write memorandums if that's true um it's my first time hearing it yeah so uh s1 is the subject matter expert yeah when it comes to writing uh memorandums yeah but, but anybody, write a memorandum. anybody should be able to write a memorandum which yeah. leads me to this how important is it for an nco or a leader to understand how to write a memorandum and where could they go and find how to properly write a memorandum uh just as important as any other eval award especially depending on what that memorandum is for um where it's going um that plays a huge a huge huge factor as well um 25-50 best friend best mm -hmm. friend when it comes to memorandums 25-50 is a um lifesaver lifesaver every even me so i'm we forget we forget even me i'll i'll 25-50 myself to death yeah, 25 that AR 25-50. When I tell you it gives you the basics of the spacing between each okay. man, it was so much stuff in there. So, like I'll even I'll even share this. I was a young sergeant and then I probably forgot it and then it came it remind it came back to me again as uh as a young staff sergeant. I never knew what the letters meant as an office symbol i i, I just all i always saw it atzg dash whatever i was like you know but as a but as a but as a leader to me i was like hey man you know that don't matter to me i just need i need this memorandum sign so yeah, I, can yeah. be, I can be on my appointment order yeah. so, I get, so i can get my identifier when yeah. i go to mrt yeah, I'd be known as the MRT guy. But as a non-commissioned officer, I was thinking, like, what if a soldier asked me, what does this mean on a memorandum? Mm -hmm. And guess what AR 25-50 does? It tells you, it tells you what this means on a memorandum. Now it may be different to your unit yeah, to what it absolutely. is, but you have an idea of what the office symbol means. Mm -hmm. It's that hierarchy of where that memorandum is coming from. Mm -hmm. And ma'am, I I'm telling you, I never knew. And at the end, you always see HAC or uh, A dot or A C O. I never knew what it I never knew what or NCOA. Yeah. I never yeah. knew what it was until yeah. I took the time out 
listen leaders until I took the time out to want to learn and figure out what it means. So somebody come and ask me, yeah. I know to this day. So, um, ma'am, listen, I, I want to thank you uh, for coming on the show. But before we get ready to go, I'm going to let you give your parting words or your words of uh, inspiration to those leaders that may be dealing with what we talked about tonight. And the mic is yours, ma'am. For those who may be dealing with it, I'll say, um, you know, ask to have that conversation, um, regardless of who it is, regardless of who they rank, um, ask to, to respectfully have that conversation and speak on, you know, what is and is not right. Um, they maybe they don't know. So if you provide that guidance to them, that regulatory guidance to them, you may um, be teaching someone. Everyone don't do the same thing every day. So um, like you said earlier, you may be proficient in one thing in writing, evals, awards, memorandums. Your rater, your senior rater may not be. So use that as a, as a teaching tool. Um, for someone who's struggling with writing, research, um, regulations, books, there are websites, Google, phone a friend. Um, but it is very, 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 very important that um, you are able to write when it comes to, especially if you're writing for someone for an NCO, for a junior soldier, because those things stick with us. Three, four or five years down the road, when we start getting looked at on these boards and stuff, what are we presenting? The evaluations that you're writing. So if you have a, a stellar NCO, a stellar officer, and you can't, you can't write, that eval sticks with them for the rest of their career. So wow. I don't know at all. Um, I'm always available. I'm on global. If I don't know, anyone who knows me, no, I'm going to phone a friend. I'm going to ask. So I'm going to ask till I get you the answer. So I'm always available. The, the help is there. You just have to drop the pride and ask for it. Okay. Uh, my closing comments and, and remarks, uh, I'm going to echo some of the things that uh, the chief said. Uh, I'm going to take it a, a, maybe a step or two further. Uh, when we as leaders uh, fail to know how to uh, properly write, whether it's an award or whether um, whether it's an award or whether it's an NCOER or anything, um, we do that soldier. Um, oh, it's for you, man. Uh, we do that. We do that soldier and injustice. And uh, to echo what the chief said, that goes with them for the rest of their career. Now, I want all seniors to take a step and all leaders uh, to take a step from just rock with me on this for one second. How would you feel if that was your report card being sent forward? Or how would you feel if that award was being recommended for you? You would want to make sure that that award was done. It was done correctly. It was submitted on time because you can submit a award late and because it was late, it can get downgraded. It goes back to we have to take ownership for what we are charged, not what we want to do, but what we are charged to do as non-commissioned officers. Now, if you don't want to do what is uh, what you are charged to do as a non-commissioned officer, I don't know when I've seen a reduction board. I, I can't I can't remember when, but there's other people that are waiting and are willing to take your place to be a leader. 
to do what is supposed to be right. So I would encourage uh, all leaders to um, I would encourage all leaders to ensure that we properly educate ourselves and that we actually get into the regulations of what it is that we are supposed to be doing. And like you said, Chief said it. If you don't know, ask somebody. But let's not just keep throwing stuff together or just kicking the can down the road and asking NCOs to write their own NCO yards or their own awards just because we don't know how to do it. So those are my final comments. So, ma'am, once again, I'd like to thank you for taking the opportunity to uh, come out and share. Uh, I, I'm pre I, You know what I think First Arm Moore is going to do? First Arm Moore is going to contact me later and be like, hey, I'm ready to go. Like, man, like, come on, you got to get this time difference down. I know you first saw it now, but you got to get this time. But I'll make sure I do it tactfully. But I'll make sure I send that email with some, with some, with some proper etiquette. But I'd like to thank you for taking the opportunity to come on to the show. I know there's other things you could have been doing, uh, being with your children. Congratulations on the promotion. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the near future because we, okay. we are doing a panel with warrants because we've never tapped that community yet okay. and so uh we're going to be doing a panel uh in the future this year with uh nothing but warrants uh all the way from cw1 to cw5 so uh, be on the lookout if you see another call for me tracking all right appreciate it so listen everybody that was a special edition of nco pd live listen we hope everybody took some notes thanks for everybody for watching and as always, listen, if you see something wrong and you fail to do something about it, then you have just created a new standard. And at the end of the day, their issue is never with you, but their issue is with the standard. This has been yours truly. Staff Sergeant Hicks, hashtag the professional SGL, along with my special guest tonight, the one and only Chief John. So, ma'am, how do you say your first name? Natalie. Like I was saying, don't I feel crazy? Uh, with my special guest, Chief Johnson. Hey, don't forget on to, on Wednesday, we got the one and only uh, Command Sergeant Major Herman, a.k.a. Megahool Estrada, will be in the building. You do not want to miss that show. Be sure to tune in and check us out on uh, Wednesday at 1800 Central Standard Time and 1900 Eastern Standard Time. Until then, everybody have a good night from Camp Shelby. We'll be seeing you soon. On behalf of my advisors, the NCOPD Live team, we would like to thank tonight's special guests and for all of you that have tuned in to tonight's show. Until next week, we'll be seeing you soon. Have a great evening. Good night.